Blog Talk Radio. Frontier um, invested a fair amount of money early on like that to 
to build that, uh, to build these feeds, and as one of the avenues of collecting data about what's going on in the world. Uh, and that was kind of my uh, my first job into uh, in in the world of uh, spam, so to speak. Uh, but you get to see it from the spammers' part uh, side point of view. You get to see the different kinds of things that are out there. Uh, you, I was working with the uh, with the algorithm team who was working. Uh, to develop the, the the Bayesian algorithms in the product, the, the content filtering pieces in the product, and uh, and so we could understand how to extract things, um, you know, what kind of content we were looking for, and all of that. Um, it was uh, it was actually you know it was it, it's really fun work uh, to do that, and you know, at Mail Frontier was a nice it was a small it was a startup company it was a small company. Uh, but it was uh, things like this investment that uh, enabled us to produce a you know a pretty good product that uh, had a fair amount of name recognition out there, uh, certainly a fair number of small, medium, and even large customers uh, picked up on that. Um, and you know the product was um, uh, was good and, and still is good at what it does, uh, which is you know at the end of the day is blocking spam. Uh, but it does a, it obviously does a whole lot more than that. Uh, but you know, so I grew up through Mail Frontier um, and moved around and did, uh, as is the case with startups, did different roles. So you know, one day it was uh, it was a little product marketing or a little marketing. Uh, the next day it was something like uh, you know it was something c- close to writing code. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, we we did also something. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. Uh, something we call the uh, fishing IQ test. No, I'm not familiar with that. What what was that? It was uh it was it's actually still around. Uh we we started it um, I want to say about 4 years ago maybe. Um it, and all it really is was um was just a presentation of of 10 emails. Um and they could be a legitimate email or they could be a phishing email. You know, phishing email is like something that is from your bank or eBay or whatever, right? Or pretends to be. Um and we would present those and People would just be able to, to look at them like they would in their, you know, in their mail client, and uh, and to choose, you know, is it is it a phishing email or is it legitimate? And then we'd explain all of the things to look for as to what makes a good email and what makes a bad email at the end, and give them a nice little score. But the nice part about it was, except for the the technical guys, you know, guys like yourself, for example, they always complained because. You know, you guys wanted the right-click view source on it, you know. Uh, and, oh, I can I can tell if it's a phishing email by looking at the source. Well, yeah, okay, but, you know, your grandmother doesn't know how to do that real well, you know. Um, you know, so it's a good approachable vehicle for 95% of the world. And um, and I think we've gotten, geez, my goodness, over a million people now who have taken that test. Um, that was something we invented way back there. But that was part of the, the male frontier, um, you know, way we approach things, which was, you know, a little bit of education, you know, a little bit of product and, and everything like that. So, um, you know, and then SonicWall acquired us, um, I guess it's getting to be about two, two and a half years or so ago. Uh, we went through the transition of getting from Mail Frontier, which was predominantly a software-based product, to uh, putting it on SonicWall appliances, which most people know and love, um, the models two and three hundred and four hundred and so on, and get the different appliances and uh, and uh, and so here we are. You know, four years later, um, we've uh, sold. My goodness, uh, from the Mail Frontier days, we've probably sold three, four, maybe five times as many systems through SonicWall. 
uh, as we ever did, a male frontier. So it's been you know quite a successful acquisition from that point of view. Uh, we still have a fair number of the male frontier folks on board, uh, including you know a good chunk of the engineering team and folks like myself. Uh, so um, you know it's been it's been it's been a blast. So that you mentioned that phishing IQ test. Is there a URL that we can go to to, to take that test? Yeah, actually there is. Uh, if you go to the Sonic Wall website, www.sonicwall.com, slash phishing IQ, and that's phishing obviously with a PH. So just put in phishing IQ, PH, uh, IQ, all one word, and that should take you to uh, take you to it. Excellent. So. You know, coming down the pipe here, you know, you, you mentioned all the early days at Male Frontiers in, uh, in Osanic Wall. Yeah, I think it's been at least three or four years now since uh, since acquisition, maybe a little bit less. You know, in those days, world of technology, everything kind of just blurs together anyway. <laughs> yep. But, you know, it, it's a, you know our, our company, It Matters in Calgary here, we, uh, I think we're like one of the top ten resellers or email security in, in North America. We uh, thoroughly put our support behind the product line. And we see a lot of great thing, great things that it does for for our client base, uh, you know, being in the small to mid market. You know, there's what are you hearing out there, Andy, from you know the people that you guys talk to on a regular basis at Sonicwell on some of the major challenges facing, you know, email in general from the security point. You know, we we talk about spam, we talk about viruses. And there's got to be you know what anything else out there that your clients are telling you uh, their major concerns are. I think the uh, the big things these days are just the sheer volume. I, I, you know, th- maybe maybe two three years ago, even you know, most IT guys, big and small, kind of thought they had spam under control. They had gone out and they bought Nanny spam system and they put it in their room or loaded it up, and and things kind of seemed like they were working. Um, and then the volume just exploded in the last couple of years. I think you mentioned it. Uh, earlier, and you know, we're, we're upwards of north of a hundred billion uh, spam messages a day, you know, worldwide being sent. I mean, that's incredible numbers. Um, and you know, across our customer base, for example, um, only six, maybe seven percent of all of the mail that a company receives is legitimate. And that, that's on average. And you know, some companies it's fifty percent. Other companies it's one percent. Uh, just depends on what they get, right? But you know, it's it's the volume, and that's been um, enabled by things like botnets. You know, which um, you know, I'm sure your audience is familiar with. There, you know, that a group of compromised computer systems that spammers use, or fishers use, or virus writer, virus guys use, in order to distribute. Um, you know more and more of these messages, and it's a it's a wonderful system because I can I can use it to send out use a botnet to send out you know spam messages, uh, phishing messages, collect my whatever monetary money I'm going to make off of those things, and then I can do it again and use it to what generate more, um, and that's just one mechanism for getting into a botnet. I, you know I can become compromised and um, you know and and send these things out and it. It just makes uh, for a miserable life out there for folks because, you know, in our business, um, one of the things that you do is, you know, you do reputation analysis, right? Reputation of the different parts of an email. And a fair number of, um, you know, of the folks out there had have a reputation of the sending IP address, 
which is a, a pretty reasonable thing to do, except that the with a botnet, the sending IP address won't be the same. You know, it'll come from, you know, a person in China will send you a spam message, and then a person in India will send you the same one uh, or something similar, and then, you know, your next-door neighbor will send you the next one, right, uh, because of the botnet concept. And so that's that's the biggest um the biggest challenge i've seen in just in general i mean it's it's volume and 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 then secondarily the methodology that they use um the other thing that's really really scary is i you, we've seen attacks that are specific to different types of technologies that we use uh or potentially could use so um, you know, the, all of this, um, over the last year or so, there's been all of this controversy about uh, the people who are able to figure out how to get uh, Yahoo and Gmail accounts, uh, you know, using an automated process by breaking the, the, the little, I can't remember what it's called now, but the little picture code so that they could create the account automatically, right? Um, you know, so spammers and, and, and such like that figured out how to do that so they could use Gmail accounts. Well, you can't, for example, use Gmail um, accounts then. You can't block Gmail accounts just for the fun of it. You can't say, I'm not going to receive any email from Gmail. I'm not going to receive any email from Yahoo because some of their sending servers are sending spam all of a sudden. So, you know, that's an attack on just IP reputation. Uh, systems. You know, there are other types of systems where we've seen where they do something called Bayesian poisoning, which is trying to trying to get uh, filters that learn on the fly. Uh, you know, that learn how to do content filtering on the fly. They try to train them wrong by sending in a whole bunch of um, email that is deemed to be good. Uh, but has an occasional bad word in it, um, and other other types of things that other tricks similar to that. So, you know, you see attacks that are just coming across that are um, built to try to ruin a particular or defeat a particular type of technology that's stopping spam. So, you know, lots of different scary things going on out there. So, Andy, some of the things I see, you know, and I happen, I seem to happen to me quite a bit, and others I talk to have seen a, a rare on a rare occasion. Um, but I seem to get spam email coming through that's originating from someone else internal in our office or even myself, and it's getting around those spam filters because uh, it's, it's seeing as an inter uh, almost like an internal message. Do you um, hear about that kind of stuff happening out in the uh, in the world out there? Yeah, sure. What they're doing obviously is they spoof, you know, just your name under the under the hope that they something coming in from the outside that looks like it came from you even or one of your you know one of your mates there um you know is uh is just going to the spam filter is going to let it in because you've done something for example and, and this is just an example like put your own domain name on your allowed list your company domain name on your allowed list right because you certainly wouldn't want to block mail from yourself well spammers know that and so they just spoof your name now it the way mail is set up um it's there's different ways you can do it so the, i don't know that it's not you unless you give me a mechanism of verifying that and a mechanism of verifying that for example is something called spf or sender id where i can look at the domain 
of where a mail says it's coming from. So it says it's coming from sonicwall.com, right? And I can then look up that domain and say, what are what's called the SPF records or the, the IP addresses, the valid declared IP addresses for that domain by, by SonicWall. And then it might have like three or four IP addresses and say, these are the IP addresses that are going to send mail for my company. And I can look up the IP address of the sending server at that point in the email, and I can say that IP address is equal to that domain. This must have come from SonicWall except the message. Okay, so if I'm sending a mail, if I get a message that looks like it says it's coming from SonicWall, it must be. But if you don't set up your your SPF record correctly, and most people don't, uh, or even if they don't have it. Um, you know what they have a tendency to do is something called um, they we call it asterisking. Um, it's this domain SonicWall is equal to can be any one of these let's say four IP addresses, and then we put this little asterisk in there that says and there could be others. And the reason we do that is is so we can it allows third party marketing uh, companies and all of that to send mail on our behalf, right? Because everybody wants to be able to do that. Well. As soon as you do that, you completely invalidate the SPF check because I can't get a positive check on that. So I can't put the check in place. You know. So what that means is I'm open to being spoofed. In other words, somebody can put my name in and say, hey, this mail message came from Andy Klein at sonicwall.com, and it'll come right it'll, and then send it to me. And if I am silly enough to have sonicwall.com on my allowed list, it will automatically allow it in, and I get the message even if it is spam at that point. So it's a, it's a bit of a problem. Um, you know, what we do is we tell people, one, never put your own domain name on, especially your corporate uh, allowed list, white list, whatever you want to call it, um, and then, um, you know, so that'll get rid of some of the spam. That, in other words, it'll just evaluate it uh, as spam uh, at that point and see if it's spam and remove it. Uh, and, you know, and if, you, in fact, you have the ability to set up an SPF or sender ID type record and do it correctly and lock it down, um, then do that, and that will help the process even more. Um, and then you can do a few other things. So that's a long answer to your question, but it's uh, it's 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 a fairly tricky little way, a tricky little thing that's going on there um, that spammers do all of the time. It's you know you probably get ten to twenty percent of the spam you get looks like it might even come from yourself. Well, it must be working because they keep doing it. So that's the way you know that's the way I look at it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have a tendency to do things like that. The other thing too is is that. Just because a mail message says, you know, on the from line that it came from you, obviously, um, because of the way mail works, it, it doesn't have to come from you. Um, you know, it, it, that can all be what's called spoofed, like I said. So, Andy, in the partner uh, program with Sonicwall, uh, you know, Sonicwall traditionally being a firewall appliance company, and that's when we started with our relationship with you guys, you know, and then it's moving into new, new technologies, email security being one of them. What's the adoption been adoption rate been like with the Sonicwell partner community? Are they is it something that they're latching onto? Well, we've seen roughly um let's just say for uh, comparisons um about uh 
about 20% of the SonicWall partners, uh, all of those who are ever registered, you know, who are currently registered as partners. So, you know, some of them sell a lot, like, you know, like yourself, and some don't sell or sell very little, you know. But let's just say out of that whole community, roughly 20, 25% of them have sold an email security system or an anti-spam system, uh, you know, since, uh, since the acquisition. And that's a pretty good take rate, I mean, uh, from our perspective, because, you know, as you know, um, the, you know, the most of our partners are networking bars. They, you know, they, they know firewalls very well uh, and, and all of the related types of equipment. And in some organizations, many organizations, networking and email are separate. Uh, or at least you're talking to two different people sometimes, especially if the organization starts to get large. Or you may have a practice that's a networking practice and you don't have an email practice because it is a bit of a commitment. So, so you know, the, so we think we've found most of the, far, the potential bars in the SonicWall community uh, who would like, you know, who would like to do it. Um, you know, but obviously there's still a few out there that, uh, you know, sell a competitor's product, and we'd like to obviously move them over to sell ours uh, to do that. But the take rate has been pretty good. Like I said, about 20 to 25%. Uh, of of all of them, and then you throw in that caveat of you know most of them are networking guys, and, and we, we're doing okay. Did I lose you there, Stuart? I'm having some. Pro I'm there. I'm back. Am I back now? You are back now. Okay, sorry. I had some technical difficulties in the same with my telephone. So, I mean, Andy, that's all great, you know, in the traditional IT professional where a lot of us played for a lot of times in that, you know, a techie sandbox where, you know, we, our clients call us, we, you know, we had some good solutions, uh, we put some firewall solutions in there, we may have put some Windows servers or other type of technologies in there. Uh, are you seeing a shift now in the, par in the SonicWall partners that you deal with away from being, you know, more uh, being technical focused to now understanding the complete business picture? And maybe where an email security solution now fits uh, as a business solution rather than a technical solution. Well, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, I, I do see some of our partners. Certainly, certainly there's a, a, a fair number of them who are um, who you know have a, a small group of clients that they work with. Um, they're a fairly small organization in themselves, and and their job is is to just service those clients and and become their IT organization or an extension of their IT organization and 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 you know those guys aren't going to change unless they lose a customer then they just pick up another one uh, but we we're seeing especially as we introduced the email security product um, and then you know uh, because it's a it was a good solid mid tier product we also see. Um, when we introduced, when we bought the Aventail product, uh, that's a good solid mid-tier product, and then introduced the NSA firewalls, you know, UTM devices, in the last year. I mean, all of those have pushed, um, you know, made our partners have the ability for them to to approach accounts or solve solutions in accounts that they they couldn't have done before with SonicWall, uh, just because they're good solid mid-tier products. You know, they're they're made for organizations that got some size. They certainly are, you know, bigger than TZs or bigger than pros from the uh, NSA point of view. They got some speed. They got some muscle in them, you know, and uh, and they and they can help organizations. And as such, we see partners 
beginning to engage our clients, you know, larger and larger clients, and become more of uh, that business consultant, not only a technology provider, because when you start to move up a little bit, you're talking more and more to how do I solve a particular business problem versus uh, I need to buy a firewall for this spot. Um, so, you know, the opportunity has been, you know, SonicWall has kind of created the opportunity for our partners to do it. Um, and, in fact, you know, several of them have. I mean, many of them have because, you know, the NSA stuffs are selling like hotcakes and they've adopted the adoption rate of the Aventail products has been very, very good. That's the sales there continue to increase. And like I mentioned earlier, the email security products have, you know, increased five-fold over, almost five-fold over Mail Frontier. So, um, you know, it's, the opportunity has been created there with a good solid product line, and indeed some of those partners are uh, moving into situations where they are more than just, as you said, technical consultants. At that point, they're, they're helping solve a business problem uh, and helping design, you know, solutions for people that are uh, more, uh, you know, widespread than they typically would have in the past with SonicWall products. So. And if I'm a traditional SonicWall partner and I want to learn more about email security, and I, you know I, I, just, I know what's you know I got clients now ask you know you know um, I got I got huge spam problems, uh, or I need uh, you know to protect our you know our email or exchange server from you know all the volume of messages that are coming through because mm-hmm. you know I just have to look at my records on my email security uh, appliance and see what the volume's like. You know where do you suggest they start? You know what you know does SonicWall have resources available that uh, a partner can you know, even if they're new to the SonicWall partner, or they're not even a SonicWall partner, and they're just listening to this show for the first time, and this is their first exposure to SonicWall, or they may be selling competitive products from Barracuda or something like that, you know, how can we learn more about the SonicWall email security, and where can we start? Well, first, I'll, I'll forgive you for saying the B word in front of me, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm saying it in a good way, though. We're looking at transitioning away from those guys. But, uh, uh, you know, obviously, if, if they're not a SonicWall partner, they, they can join the SonicWall partner program. It's literally as simple as filling out a form online. Um, I think there's, you know, so they go to the SonicWall website. There's a partners tab. They can send in a form. Somebody will give them a call and get them signed up. I mean, that, that process is pretty straightforward, and then that gets them access to discounts, and that gets them access to all of the, you know, the, some of the bennies there. Um, and then part of those benefits are two. Um, there's two really significant ones, or well, maybe more. I'll, you know, one I think is really important is, is, that, um, is that SonicWall sells through the channel. Um, it's a 100% channel company, so... We're not going to be reaching into, you know, reaching into your pocket and pulling out money, uh, kind of thing. So uh, we'll help, we'll help you uh, make a few dollars there, um, uh, and that's that's always nice to know. And you won't be running into our sales guy out there, um, you know, who's trying to not put it in your pocket. So a uh, very helpful thing to do. And we're built to support the channel, uh, just in general with the partner program. But, you know, and then the next thing that comes along is this thing called Partner Link. Now, um, it used to be called a Partner Portal or something like that, and now it's called Partner Link because they redesigned it. And there's a, a ton of material and all of the products out there, not only email security, uh, but, uh, you know, there's everything from, uh, you know, data sheets and things of that nature to to presentations to um 
you know, to even some videos out there on some of the products. And we're actually in the process now of going through and creating some what we call sales training videos. So you'll see those even later on. And those are, the nice part about those is those are meant to be like three to five minute snippets of a piece of information. So you'll be able to, you know, take, um, you won't have to sit down and go, gee, I'd really like to listen to this webcast for the next 45 minutes. Um, and, you know, to learn something. So lots of different ways for you to do it. The other thing that happens is is that every SonicWall partner gets assigned a, a rep, you know, and so if you have a question about something, it's somebody you can call. Uh, there's obviously training classes that you can attend. You can be certified in, uh, in the NSA products. You can be certified in email security. You can be certified in Aventail uh, kind of things if you want to get in-depth training. Uh, that goes on there. We do road shows, uh, again, once again in this quarter. They're doing uh, what we call technical road shows now. So we alternate between technical and sales road shows, if you will, but now we're doing technical ones. So those are free. You, so when there's one in your city, you, as a SonicWall partner, you get an invite. You take a guy, and, and they, we keep him down to a day, and sometimes as little as a half a day, depending on uh, what's going on. Uh, and you know, you spend four hours there, and you get a nice overview of um, all of, you know, of a particular product or group of products. Uh, they have demo days that go with those things. So you can come in and play with all of this stuff. We have, you know, a whole bevy of tools that somebody can use to get on there for not just, again, email security, um, but, um, you know, but for all of the products. They have various uh, NFR programs. So you can get yourself either, you know, in the case of email security, for example, we'll give you a free copy of the software version of the product and, and, and a year subscriptions for the email protection and stuff like that. Um, if you want to buy an appliance, we'll give you 50% off on the appliance, uh, you know, so you can put it in there uh, and, and run the thing, you know, and, and different products have different offers as it relates to all of that. Um, so you can get your hands on products, or you can just run demos off of our live demo site uh, there. So you can you can get up to speed. I mean, you know, and in, in an arrangement how how you want to do it. That's part of the way that the training's been put together. The whole thing's been put together. It's there's lots of different ways to to get educated because there's lots of different ways people want to be educated. People have different amounts, different ways they want to access it and stuff. But it all comes down to the partner portal uh, as a core to that, and obviously the website. And then there's a piece called My Sonic Wall, which you're probably familiar with, uh, you know, which allows you to manage your uh, uh, your customers' accounts or your accounts. So when you sell things, you can do all of your licenses, manage your data there, and everything like that. And it works and uh, makes things uh, pretty pretty nice. And then, and there's also the uh, live demo site, I believe, livedemo.sonicwall.com? Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that I think, is, um, you know, was uh, a guy by the name of Dave Perry and his crew uh, put that together for us, and they keep it running. Uh, and that is, uh, that is very nice for folks to, to even just to get familiar, um, you know, uh, with things. You can go on there and do the email security one, for example, take you right in. There's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a good setup. You can go where everything is um, you know you can I do uh, we do a weekly or bi-weekly you know live demo presentation for example uh, so you could go through that and see what it is and then go over and play with the live demo yourself and things like that 
So it's a good way to get some experience with the product before actually uh, having your hands on it just by you know demoing it online. So this is Stuart Crawford. We're in conversation with Andy Klein at SonicWall, uh, talking about email security here on uh, Small Business IT Radio. Phone lines open, 646-716-8372. Feel free to dial in if you have any questions. We have a number of people uh, listening to us online uh, live on Blog Talk Radio today, so welcome to the people listening live. Andy, we've got about 30 minutes left, give or take a few. Uh, what you know, In May this year, SonicWall did a little bit of change with the licensing model around uh, email security. It used to be able to buy you know, an email security 200 at, uh, you know, I think at that time, 50 users. I mean, give or, correct me if I'm wrong there. You know, okay. the email security 300, and it went on from there. What we were finding is that a number of our, our clients needed the horsepower of the higher-end box but didn't have the user count, and you guys corrected all that this year. How, how did that go over? Oh, it's been uh, – the, the feedback on that has been tremendously good. Um, you know, the first thing I think, and I think the most important thing is, is when we first cut over from Mail Frontier, Mail Frontier had a licensing system um, that was – actually the opposite of sonic way sonic wall did business um and we so the first implementation of our licensing in sonic wall was um very rigid as you kind of pointed out uh and it i I don't know if it had to necessarily be that way but that was the most expedient way to do it at the time to get everything off and running and so we finally went back and, and fixed that in in may like you pointed out and you know, and it really comes down to three. There's like three steps we keep telling people. Um, you know, you we give you the, the, the different models of hardware, and that's the first thing you choose is whether you're what I call the platform. Do you want to run in software? Because our system comes in software as well, so you can put it on a Windows box. It doesn't come in Linux. It's only in Windows. But you put it on a Windows box with Windows Server on it, um, and or you buy an appliance from us, right? Um, and the appliances, there's basically four different types. Uh, there's the the low end, like the 200, 300 kind of one, which is um, you know a good, solid, decent box. Will handle you know uh, a fair amount of traffic uh, for folks. It's good for nice you know I, I want to say smaller organizations. Uh, a lot of it depends on mail flow and everything. And, and then you can move up from there. And uh, we even lowered the price of the high end boxes. So the ES6000 is uh, roughly about $7,000 these days, which is a a very good price. It's a couple of grand underneath the comparable boxes from that Barracuda company, for example. Um, And, uh, you know, and so it's, uh, you know, the idea there is is pick the hardware that best matches your organization. So start with that. What's your mail flow look like? What do you want to do? Do I want to do it myself? Do I want to buy a SonicWall one? Which SonicWall one? And then the next thing you do is you just buy the subscriptions based on, uh, you know, an approximate user count, you know, number of protected mailboxes, we call it. So, um, you know, and there's a couple of funny definitions in there, but, you know, and you just buy that. And we, we even made it what we call stackable because we just sell user packs, you know, so they come in like 25 and 50 and 100 and 250 and so on. Um, and so you say, all right, well, I have uh, I have 75 users. Okay, so you buy a, a 50 and a 25, and you they stack, you know, you, or they add. We we learned how to add at SonicWall, so we're we're getting better, right? Um, and you know, you do that that for the what we call the email protection, which is the anti-spam 
subscription. So that's the one that keeps you running. So you buy your box, uh, you get to keep that, congratulations, and then you put your subscriptions on it, and there's a one or two or three years, um, and you're done, um, you know, for the number of users. And the nice part about it is, is if you grow and you need to add some more users, you just go buy the number of new users, you put it on. If you happen to get smaller and you need to, you know, renew for a smaller number the next time, you can do that. You know, it's completely flexible from, from that perspective, too. Um, and then you can add on uh, the other subscriptions besides the email protection one. Uh, you can put on the uh, commercial antivirus, the McAfee or Kaspersky, or both. We actually have people who do that. Uh, and then we have the email compliance one, the, the forgotten subscription, I suppose, a little bit. Uh, but the email compliance one, which has um, all kinds of fun stuff in there related to uh, keeping your systems compliant. It's got lots of things in there for that. So we do a lot of work in you know publicly traded uh, organizations, uh, healthcare, legal. We the compliance module is not forgotten in our in our organization because we see the importance of it. But Andy, for those people that are not familiar with what that module does, maybe we can spend the next few minutes describing you know why we should be looking at putting compliance modules in for email. What is it protecting our clients from, or and how does it and how does it benefit their business? Well, the 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 for the most part, and you know you'll know this isn't necessarily true, but for the most part, it protects outbound email. You can use a lot of the features that are in it inbound as well. Um, and and but most people think about it when they look at what's leaving their organization. And until recently, a lot of companies, unless there was some regulatory thing, didn't didn't care much about that. Um, now people are starting to pay attention to it. Um, and the compliance module basically is built to make that whole process of assisting uh, outbound, e you know, of monitoring outbound email to be to be really straightforward. I mean, there's things like, for example, uh, dictionaries. And we supply a couple of dictionaries of terms, like we give you a medical terms dictionary and a financial terms dictionary. And you use that for a test in your email. So, or a rule, if you would, if you will. So you can look at an email and you can say, I would like to look at this email, and not only the email itself, but any of the attachments, the contents of the attachments, and see if any of the words in my medical terms dictionary are in there. And if they are, then take some action, right? Um, and you can do that with our thing with this dictionary. You can create your own dictionary. You can change ours if you don't like ours. That's okay, too. Um, you can even import your own dictionary of terms. So, uh, you know, in the U.S., obviously, there's things like HIPAA, uh, and every company <laughs> – let me tell you a little story. Uh, a couple of years ago, we introduced our our dictionary tech term technology, right? We had a HIPAA terms dictionary, and we announced, yay, HIPAA terms dictionary. Here it is, right? And we sent it on out, and we found out that we were 100% wrong, okay? Now, we weren't really 100% wrong, right? It was just that everybody had a different opinion about what should be in a HIPAA dictionary. So about 70% of it was, was right, but another, you know, 30% of it was wrong, but it was wrong differently from everybody. In other words, there really wasn't a consistent definition of what should be a HIPAA dictionary. So we changed it to a medical terms dictionary, and then we let people change, put in, import their own, and that seems to make them a whole lot happier um, out there. Uh, 
but, you know, so you have a dictionary that you can use for terms like that. Um, you have something called, uh, we call it, it's called record ID matching or pattern matching. So you can look for patterns and things like social security number, for example. So I could, uh, or credit card numbers or even phone numbers and such. So I can say, you know, look at that content of an email and see if there's any social security numbers in it or something that looks like one. And then take the appropriate routing action. And one of the things, um, one of the things you could do for a route, for example, would be to, um, to send it to an approval box. So somebody's going to send an email, and it's got a social security number in the body of the email, just for the fun of it. So we can test it with this record ID matching, find a match, and route it to the approval box for, let's say, your compliance officer, right, who has to review it before they release the email, because you don't want to release that information out there uh, if, indeed, it is a social security number, right? So mm -hmm. you can do those kinds of things um, in, in the compliance module. There's also things like um, encryption routing in there, so if you have a third-party encryption server like uh, PGP or Voltage or somebody like that, um, we have encryption routing built in. So we can send out a message instead of sending it out. We can just route it to an encryption server. Uh, archiving is built in there. Um, so we can do archiving of messages, um, both inbound and outbound, by the way. Uh, it, we can also send it to a third-party encryption uh, archiving service. So. Uh, you may have bought, especially larger organizations, we see this, where they buy an archiving service because they, um, they, have, uh, you know, they have requirements that go beyond email. Uh, and they just want us to route everything to it so they can query from one location. We can send everything there um, to, you know, to, that needs to be done there automatically. And, and you know, so you can have a thing that says, okay, well, here's a message, and it is, you know, something we want to archive. Send it out, you know, or deliver it, as the case may be, but also send it to the archive. Um, and that, that's a you know, pretty nice little feature built in there as well. So, I mean, I have a, you know, our story around compl the compliance module is, you know, especially working with oil and gas companies that are in, the, are in the, the publicly traded world, is they have very much like unique well identifiers and, and uh, you know, strings of information like that. So we just put that into the compliance module, and it's great because now uh, – you know, any any email that picks up that that string, mm -hmm. uh, it can go to that approval box and and, and be and be taken care of. The, uh, so, you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a great uh, it's one of those great ads. You know, and I look at when I talk to all professionals, especially IT, not necessarily IT tech, but the IT professional. There's a little bit of a difference there. This is where doing the right thing for our customers, Andy, comes to play because now. We can sure we could sell them an email security box with the anti-spam, and you know maybe put the Kaspersky or McAfee, um, you know, antivirus on there, protect them from the emails coming through that may have some viruses. But now when we make that evolution, and I talk about this in my latest ebook that I released called Connecting the Dots, so I'll, I'll send I'll send you a copy so you can see what I mean. Yeah, great. Is that now we're moving, taking that step into being the the business consultant, the understanding workflow and process management, and really managing the whole relationship where clients, clients really don't know that this kind of technology exists, and it's up to us to add, you know, make, it, make them aware of this or show them this and let them, you know, advise them on this is a good business decision. Is that, you know, the guys that are out there selling the compliance module, is that how they're approaching it? You know, I, I think a fair number of them, 
you know, almost uh, still to this day, you know, and aren't as advanced as you. I think they look at um, most of the time when somebody comes to them and says, hey, I need something that does compliance, and then the light goes on. You know, so, yeah, there's more education we need to do, you know, uh, along that line. Your paper about, you know, your e-book, Connecting the Dots, sounds sounds really intriguing for something like that because there's so many things you can do with a capability. It's not, quite frankly, very expensive. Um, you know, I, a good example we saw, and I see this, is um, somebody was sending out outbound emails, and what they did is they put in that little record ID, that little pattern match, for their purchase order number, purchase order scheme, right? And so any time a purchase order left their company, no matter who sent it, a copy of it was just routed over to the accounting department. You know, what a really clever way to keep track on things. You know, it was just a copy. It wasn't, didn't do anything. But now the accounting department knows when people are sending out, you know, purchase orders via email, which is really helpful for them. Same thing could be done for invoices, you know, and stuff like that as well. You know, it, it just, there's lots of different uses that make the whole system effective. I, one of the things I, I spend a lot of time talking about uh, is, you know, we, we all have this tendency to say, um, okay, so how much spam do you block? That's the measure of effectiveness of one of these systems, right? That's, got, that's the measure. So if you're 98.6% and, and the guy in, next to you is 98.61%, he must be better. Well, okay, so that's, that's a measure. That's a piece of it. You know, and then we have to worry about phishing, and then we have to worry about viruses, and then we have to worry about... You know, not only that, but what's coming into our organization, you know, that we have to block with various rules. I don't, you know, corporate governance rules. I don't want any executable files coming in. I don't want any MP3 files coming in. And like we've been talking about, what's leaving my organization? And effectiveness is really a measure of all of those things added together because if I can't stop, you know, stuff from leaving my organization that's got company proprietary written on it, um, you know, because my email system won't let me, then I don't think it's a very effective system. I don't care how much spam it stops. And, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm with you there in, in making sure that people, you know, understand the value of, the, of monitoring their outbound email in particular and, uh, and you know, doing thing, using things like the compliance module. And, you know, this is something that we talk about quite extensively in our Heartland Technology Group, which Sonic All is a, a sponsor of HCG across North America, actually across the world now, mm-hmm. and, and which is a, you know, for those people who are not familiar with HCG, what HCG is, it's hgmembers.com is our, da- our uh, website. But it's a collection of the leading IT uh, providers across, well, we're global now. So we talk about this kind of stuff all the time in our meetings is now, and we've, we've done several shows, Andy, on this topic, is the days of being the tech are long and over. We need to be business consultants and understand how a technology solution like email security with, with the added modules. So now next time we talk that compliance is not the forgotten module, it's a auto, you know, it automatically becomes an attached. No different than, you know, we wouldn't think about selling a Windows server without Exchange these days unless, you know, just unless there's a need not to have it. Right. We automatically attach solutions. We automatically put antivirus into our corporate uh, solutions we're doing now just because it needs to be there. And I think that's, you know, the messaging we've got to go and, uh, you know, start, you know, recommending to partners. Is, you know, you've got to start looking at the big picture and how it all works. So in the last, you know, in the last 10 minutes here, Andy, you know, 
you know, so what are some of the highlights going forward that you can talk about that's coming down on the roadmap with email security that, you know, stuff that you can tell partners today that, hey, look, this is in the roadmap, get ready for it. Oh, great. Um, I, I think the the biggest thing is it, it'll be later this quarter or early Q4 is um, is is uh, what's called what's, we're calling 7.0. So we're we're currently shipping like 6.2. Uh, 7.0 is coming down, and it's going to have the the <laughs> it's going to have the feature partners have been asking for for a while. So I I'll apologize and say yay, it's coming. We're going to do multi LDAP in it. Okay, and so you know what that is, right, which is the ability for you to, as a partner, to connect to multiple LDAP servers instead of just one. Mm-hmm. And it's been a deficiency, um, and, you know, it admitted one. And that's coming down to pipe, and it'll be implemented, like I said, in 7.0. So it'll hopefully, I think we'll get it out this quarter. Everybody's working hard for that. Um, and, you know, that's a big deal. Um, yeah, it's a big deal for, uh, you know, all of our partners who want to run their own MSP business type of thing. It's a, it's a big deal for companies that are running with multiple domain sets. You know, they acquire somebody they, through a merger or acquisition or something like that. There's all kinds of reasons that uh, it, it will help them out. So that uh, that that alone is worth uh, is worth taking a look at 7.0. But then we're um, we're going to be doing some things uh, in there as well. Uh, the uh, one of the things we're doing is we're adding something called Grid AV, which is uh, the sonic wall version of, of antivirus, which will become part of um, what will be delivered with the product, the base product. So there will be an antivirus component uh, as well. And then you could, if you choose, to also add on the commercial AV of McAfee or Kaspersky, but uh, the Grid AV piece will be coming along in 7.0 uh, as well. And then a nice little, nice little thing. Um, the it's a it's a client junk button. You oh, know, great! And, yeah, <laughs> you know. Now the funny thing is, is is we've had that for I, for five years. The very first product Mail Frontier ever shipped was a desktop product, a client based product, right? And we still ship it today, a SonicWall and a Spam desktop. And you know, it works and it works. You install it on each individual system, and it does block spam and It'll block it for Exchange or Pop or IMAP, right? We've had that technology. We've been selling it for years, um, and we never took it out and made it small enough so that it could just be a little junk button, so that you could just plug it in, you know, with your copy of uh, of the of the uh, the uh, excuse me of email security. So with SonicWall email security. You'll be able to through, you know, the end users will be able to, if they're allowed by the administrator, of course, because that's the way we do it, uh, download this little plugin. It'll be tiny. It'll install on the client, work with Outlook, and then they'll get a little junk button, and they can just hit junk if we miss stuff. And But it does more than that, okay? So not only will it take the message and put it in their junk folder, right, or actually it'll put it in a deleted items folder, it, not only will it add the sender to their block list, which is, of some arbitrary value because of botnets, but it will also send back what we call thumbprints. Thumbprints are one-way hashes, so there's no private or personal information, but of the different attributes of the email. So this is a piece of spam, and here's the person who sent it, here's the content, here's the links, all of that, you know, in the form of these thumbprints. And it comes back to our SonicWall Grid Network data center. And that gets constantly updated from 
millions of input, inputs that we got. That was the, the spam feeds that I was talking about when we first started. Yep. That's part of those inputs, right? All of that comes in, and those updates are processed, and we create reputation for all of those different things. We create reputation for sending IP. We create reputation for the links, for the content, for attachments, for images, all of that kind of stuff, right? And then that gets pulled down by every single copy worldwide of the SonicWall email security product every five minutes. So that's what keeps those systems up to date uh, and fighting. So just by all of this little tiny junk button, when somebody, when we do miss a piece of spam, you know, you can save the world by hitting the junk button, <laughs> somebody else getting that. And the idea, obviously, it's a community effect at that point. So you'll say somebody, one day you'll say junk, and somebody else won't get that same spam message, and the next day they'll do it for you, and, um, and it helps uh, everybody across the board. So that'll be in, uh, in 7.0 is that little downloadable junk button. Uh, and uh, it's it's something like I said we've had for years. We just we finally got a chance, the opportunity to thin it out and put it on there. So is that, is that the mail is that the mail frontier desktop? Yes, yeah. It's it's act, it's a thinned out version of that. It's just the junk button. I, remember, I think that's available for download today on through the partner pro, uh, <coughs> portal. I do believe. Yeah, the, if they want the full fledged product, the SonicWall and its spam uh, uh, desktop product, or you know, then they could they could do that today. Okay, but that's heavy. That's you know, it's seven megabytes. It's a full-fledged anti-spam application. Um, so what'll come out in 7.0 is just a little junk button piece, nice and lightweight. Okay. You know, 300k or something like that, and it'll just plug in the Outlook. It won't won't do anything else, but give you well, it'll do the things we just talked about. But it, you know, it'll give you the ability to hit the junk button. And well, and, and I know I know that's been long uh, waited for in the uh, in the community for. For um, you know, it's a great great solution right now. Like, you know, email every day. We get, but you know, going through that, sometimes things get missed, and you can add or you know what, mailing lists or subscriptions that you don't want to get anymore, and people are not removing you from the mailing list. Yep. Quick click of the button, and, and you're and you're protected. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Go sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's 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 something that you know. It, one of the things we did is when we when we do any given release, we try to talk to various partners like yourself and stuff. And we were at um, Peak, which is our partner event each year. Um, you know, well, we think we do it every two years, actually. But we do that earlier this year, and we were talking about all of the good things we had planned. And one of the partners raised his hand and said, "When are you going to have a junk button?" And you know, we didn't. We we said, "Well, we weren't really planning on doing that." And, uh, <laughs> and he goes, "Wait a by a show of hands, who wants them to have a junk button?" And like three quarters of the room put their hand up. And all these partners, you got 300 partners in a room, and you got 250 of them saying, we'd like this. you suddenly saying, you know, we've been missing something here. And so we, we, we put it together. It's in there. So, uh, you know, that we, we take input uh, any way we can. Well, one of the things that can, you know, being a SonicWall partner for the last uh, several years, at least anyways, is that one of the things that I truly admire from our partnership is that SonicWall does listen to the, what, the, you know, the partners are saying. And then uh, if it makes business sense acting on it, or at least, Informing us of the, what the roadmap looks like, you know, Andy. We got like a couple minutes left here. Any last-minute things you can tell us, uh, or any, you know, or you know, one one golden nugget, you know, that people can, you know, end the end the show here and go right to SonicWall.com and and uh, start looking at email security. What would that golden nugget be? I think the I, I think the real um, the real value of the SonicWall email security solution. Um, 
Sonicwall anti-spam solution, whatever you want to call it, right, is is that everything's in there. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a really nice, easy, it's a pretty easy implementation to use, but it's it's very rich in functionality. You know, we were talking about the compliance module and all that, but even without that, you still have the complete policy and rules engine. It has its own MTA built into it. It's a nice UI with pull-down menus. It's really, everything's in there. We don't strip out functionality um, just because you're a little company, for example, because I never know. We don't know what you're going to need in order to keep spam out of your company. So we everything's in there. It's organized well, um, and then you use what you need to use out of it. Um, you know, a lot of our competitors um, don't do that. They strip out functionality or, or they give you less or they create a, a special box that's only for, um, you know, smaller organizations and things of that nature. And uh, we just don't do that. Um, you know, we give you the complete flexibility. Pick the box you need. Pick the subscriptions you need. You know you're going to get the functionality you need in there. Um, and it's going to be at a good price. It's going to be affordable. Uh, it's going to not only block spam, it's going to give you the ability to really be effective in dealing with email, both inbound and, and, and outbound. And, you know, and like I said, and, and you're going to get it at a good price for your customers, um, you know, that you're going to be able to be able to walk in there and, and look them in the eye and say, this is a good solution. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, that's the most important thing. Well, that's right, Andy. So, you know, thank you very much for uh, taking time, especially uh, on your vacation, to uh, come and talk to us uh, this morning here on Small Business IT Radio. Really, really appreciate it and really appreciate everything that SonicWell does. Uh, within our partnership uh, that we have with you guys. Well, thank you very much, Stuart. Thank you for the opportunity, and and I appreciate you for selling a few a uh, few of our systems out there. That's always a good thing. So uh, thank you again for having me. No problem, and thank you. So that uh, that ends our program for today. If you want to learn more about uh, the Sonicwall email security solution, uh, go to uh, www.sonicwall.com, and then you'll see the uh, tabs there to learn more about uh, email security. I you know, a couple of key takeaways I got from it is, is the phishing IQ. Uh, get on there and take that phishing IQ test. Maybe uh, send it out to your client and see what they understand about phishing. Uh, it is uh, something that, you know, in today's world we still need to be very uh, cautious of and be aware of. And, and our, of course, our clients are affected by it every day. And also go do the live demos at livedemo.sonicwall.com. And, uh, you know, catch on what's happening out there. And there's lots of good stuff happening. As, as with regards to Small Business IT Radio, we got a great lineup coming up down the pipe here. we got uh, a great uh, guest coming up in two weeks. We won't be on next week. I'll be on vacation, so we won't be on next week. But on the 29th, we're going to be joined by uh, Larry Julian. And Larry is a, a leadership author. He's wrote a number of books on leadership. So that will be on uh, on the 29th. A little bit out of the – not a technical guy, but a little bit, you know, kind of stuff that we need to know in our in our business. And then we have some friends of ours joining us from Minneapolis, Leif and Eric. Uh, Eric with Success Computers, who've been on the program before. And Leif Oldenburg from My Tech Partners in Minneapolis are going to be joining about the art of co cooperation and how they did some cool stuff in Minneapolis about working together, two IT partners working together in the market, going to market together. And then, uh, you know, lots of great shows coming up. So go to www.smallbusinessitradio.com today, and you can uh, learn more about what's happening on our program. Uh, this is Stuart Crawford in Calgary. We're going to sign off uh, for Small Business IT Radio for this week. Again, we won't be on next week. We'll be on in two weeks' time. So check us out at www.smallbusinessitradio.com. If you want to email us, our email address is info at smallbusinessitradio.com. 
Until uh, two weeks from now, have a great and successful time. Enjoy the rest of the summer, and we'll talk to you soon.